Hello and welcome to Meditations on the Book of Romans with me, Chris Wickland. Today we're at episode four and today we're going to look at the calling of Paul. So last week we looked about, or last time we looked about being called. Today we're going to look about what it means to be an apostle. So Romans 1.1, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle. Now on our last broadcast, we looked at what it meant to be called. Today, let's look, as I said, what it means to be an apostle and all the different types of apostles that there are, because it's not just a simple apostle, as you may as you may think. Firstly, what does the word apostle mean? The Greek word in the New Testament for apostle is apostolos, and it means to be a delegate, a messenger, one who is sent forth with orders, kind of commissioned, so to speak. So to be one sent um, it, uh, like this is really kind of to be like an, an ambassador. Now, in the context of ministry in the body of Christ, an apostle is a leader commissioned by God to plant churches, oversee churches, help churches, protect churches. Uh, and apostles have a very specific mandate in that they are literally sent by Jesus. So Ephesians 4, 11 to 15 says, and he, that's Jesus, gave the apostles, so it's coming from Christ, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, i.e. serving, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Apostles are given by Jesus himself, along with prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, etc., to help build up the church, to strengthen the church, to mature the church and protect the church from wrong and incorrect teaching and doctrine. Now, although most denominations today do not use the term apostle really anymore, but even so, that in no way negates that they're not around. They are around. They're, there's plenty of them. They're all over the place. They may simply be called pastors, priests, or bishops, but due to the nature of their work, they are actually apostolic. Now, what do I mean by that? So if you've got a pastor that just run, runs one church and he, you know, and he spent 20 years just in that one church, he's clearly a pastor. But if you have a pastor that is so I know I know a lot of pastors that are church planters and they've planted loads of churches and they oversee lots of churches and they do, you know, they're going out and helping churches and and doing conferences to help train leaders in churches and stuff. So their mandate is more apostolic. So they may be known as Pastor Pete, but actually their mandate is more apostolic. Are you with me? Yeah. So although we don't necessarily go, oh, look, there's Apostle so-and-so, we don't really use that title much anymore. But there are plenty of people who are apostolic in their ministry. So to get a better, a better understanding of what an apostle looks like, we need to take a look at the greatest of all the apostles. The apostles. And who do you think that is? Well, none other than Jesus himself. Hebrews 3.1 says, Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. So the question then is, how is Jesus an apostle? Or simply put, he was sent by his father from heaven to the earth to found and build his church, which is his body. Now, the father made his son, Jesus, a delegate, a messenger, one who was sent with specific orders to be sent as an ambassador of the father to humankind. He was 
a sent one, or rather the sent one from God, who himself being very God, then took on human form to live amongst us to show us the way back to the Father. Then Jesus, sorry, or rather thus, Jesus is the apostle, the greatest and highest in preeminence and rank over all other apostles. Indeed, Ephesians 4.11, which I just read a minute ago, teaches us that it is now Christ himself who commissions apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers, etc. to help build and protect his church, his body. Jesus is the chief apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the great shepherd and the king of all Bible teachers. Okay, so Jesus is the is really the the kingpin of all of those fivefold ministries because he is the apostle, he is the prophet. Okay, so therefore all those called to those ministries serve and operate in the anointing and spirit of Christ in context of that specific calling. Now, as Jesus was apostolized, or, yeah, i.e., sent by his Father. So too the twelve disciples of Jesus were apostolized by Jesus and sent out to continue his work to build the church, the body of Christ upon the earth, whilst Jesus went back to heaven to rule and govern from the right-hand side of God the Father. Then, of course, we come to the Apostle Paul, who had a dramatic conversion to recognizing that Jesus was indeed the Jewish Messiah by Jesus himself, as shown in Acts chapter 9. In the same chapter, Jesus apostolizes and calls Paul to serve him to bless his holy church. So Acts 9.15 says, But the Lord said to him, that's Paul, Go, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Sorry, I'm making a mistake there. Jesus didn't say that. It was a prophecy given to a guy who had to pray over Paul. Because if you remember, after his conversion, he, he was blind and, uh, and he was someplace for three days. He hadn't drank and he hadn't eaten and he was fasting. And some guy was sent to him. And this was the word that he was commissioned to give to Paul, where it says, Go, for he is chosen and chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings, the children of Israel. Now, many years later, Paul's time had finally come to be an apostle and to be sent out. So in Acts 13, verse 2, it says, While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. Now, it is said that it, it was some 15 years later after Paul's conversion that he was then commissioned to be an apostle and sent out to plant churches, oversee churches and protect churches from false teaching and doctrine. 15 years seems like a long time, right? But sometimes the strongest and greatest of trees take a long time to grow. Some trees grow tall, fast, um, and they're, but they're thin, you know, and then they're vulnerable to being broken in strong winds. But the mighty oak tree grows tall, wide and strong, and they can last many hundreds of years. Sometimes I heard someone say once to me, it's quicker to go slow. And as a tree, it's quicker to grow slow and sure with deep roots, good character, consistency in nature, strong and secure in faith and secure in personal identity and integrity. Now, an oak tree may take a long time to grow, but when it's formed, it becomes one of the greatest and strongest of trees. Surely the church today needs good, solid oak trees in place of fast-growing slender trees. Now, if there was ever a time in modern history that the church needs good, strong, mature, and balanced leaders, then surely it is now. 
You know, we need strong apostles of faith who can help steer the ship of the church through the awful storms that threaten her destruction. We need people who are rich in the word, rich in experience, rich in prayer, rich in sacrifice and suffering, rich in holiness and piety, rich in character, rich in integrity, rich in the love for God and rich with love for his blessed church. Amen. Oh God, please, will you raise up your mighty oaks to help your church in this day and age, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So we know Jesus is the apostle. We know about the 12 apostles. We know about Paul. But did you know there are other apostles in the the Bible? Yes, there's another one called Barnabas. Acts 14, 14 says, but when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed into the crowd. So we have the initial 12 disciples who became apostles. Remember that Judas was replaced with Matthias. See Acts chapter 1 verses 12 to 26. Now, I know some people get into all kinds of weird arguments here, like, oh, they took lots and they probably shouldn't have done that. But actually, church history reports that Matthias was a very important man and a big deal in the early church and therefore was considered one of the 12. And there was a prerequisite to be one of the 12, which the Apostle Paul wasn't, in that they had to be, they had to have been with Jesus and witnessed his death and his resurrection. The Apostle Paul had not witnessed that. Uh, And so, yeah, and so just because Matthias doesn't get another mention in Scripture apart from that one verse doesn't mean he wasn't important, because he was. So the 12 Apostles are the foundation stones of the church, and the new Jerusalem, Revelation 21, 14. And the wall of the city had 12 foundation stones and on them were the 12 names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Ephesians 2, 20. Together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. Now, after Jesus, the 12 apostles, we then have Paul and Barnabas and then throughout history, myriads of others throughout church history. Now, however, no apostle today ever ranks to the original 12 as they were disciples of Jesus himself and were witnesses to his death and resurrection. So I personally would give Jesus a huge letter A, as in a capital A, when I call him an apostle. The 12 apostles get a generic capital A and all the other apostles only get a lowercase a in their apostleship. But small a apostles rock the world too, like Barnabas and Paul. However, all that said and done, everyone is called to be a mini, mini A apostle in that we have all been commissioned and sent out into the world to preach and share the gospel and God's love and kindness to all mankind. We're all encouraged to love, show kindness and live and share the message and power of the kingdom of God. You know, Don't think that you and I get to leave all the kingdom work and all the fun stuff to the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. No way. Sure, not everyone is chosen to those offices, but we are all sent out and commissioned like an apostle. We're all encouraged to uh, seek the gift of prophecy. First Corinthians 14, 1. We're all called to evangelize from time to time. Like pastors, we should care for one another and like teachers share and impart things about God's word and his ways to others. Remember, the role of the fivefold ministry is to equip the saints for service. It's not their job to do everything. Sure, they get to uh, to do it for a living, a ministry and a calling. But through their examples and lifestyles, we can all be inspired and aspire to do things in God's kingdom every day. 
just like them. We all need each other. We need the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers to help equip and grow the church. But equally, they need the church to also uh, be equipped to help grow the church on the ground as well. We all have our part to play. We don't just leave it for the big boys and the big boys don't just get on with it all by themselves because they can't. And I, forgive me for calling big boys. I'm just saying, as in, you know, it's clearly those guys that are called to that kind of office. But every one of us is called to be, uh, if you like, a mini apostle, a mini prophet, a mini evangelist, a mini teacher, a mini pastor, you know, in our in context of where we're at. Now, maybe you haven't really thought this through, but you should be prayerfully asking and seeking God. How can I be an apostle in my workplace, my family, my friends, my local church? How, <coughs> excuse me, how can I be one? who is sent to be a blessing to others. Now, being an apostle means being one who is sent. So where uh, where are you now that you've been sent? Where, where, you know, wherever it is you are now, that is where you've been sent. Are you a teacher in schools, a cleaner, a gardener, a nanny? If you have been sent, are you being one who radiates the scent, as in the smell, of Christ to that place? Are you a pervading sweet aroma and blessing to the place you've been sent or not. Many of us have a mission field at our disposal, but sometimes we often fail to see what's right in front of us. Sometimes we don't see the wood for the trees, right? Maybe you haven't been the best witness for Jesus of late, but you know, that's okay. Just repent before God and maybe you're going to have to apologize to a few people um, if necessary and then start again and make where you are your mission field. Love on people. Be praying for people. You don't have to ram Jesus down people's throats. Let your actions speak for you. An old church saint called St. Francis of Assisi once said, at all times preach the gospel. And if you need to, use words. So remember, we may not all be called to the office of apostle, but every single one of us is a mini apostle. We're all sent into the communities around us to be a blessing and a living example of the way, the truth, and the life. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray that as we've listened to this today, Lord God, that we'll all consider where we're at, Lord God, that there are some out there who are called to be an apostle, apostles to, to your church. But, and but, but all of us, Lord, are called to be like little mini, mini apostles into our places of work and communities. And so, Lord, I pray that you help us, give us eyes to see how we can be a blessing in our communities, Lord God. And uh, give us hearts of compassion and give us hearts of love to the lost, Lord Jesus, that we may be your ambassadors to the lost and that we may show them the love and the power of Christ evidenced in our own everyday lives. And I ask this in the precious name of Jesus and thank you for it, Lord. Amen. Until next time, guys and, and gals, God bless you and see you again soon. Bye-bye.